Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and somewhere out there is your other host, Liverpool Neil. Liverpool Neil, say hello. Hello, everybody. I am actually being particularly Liverpool right now because for one of the first times, I am not drinking alcohol recording the show. I'm drinking hot tea, Hmm. so it reminds me of home. Because it's fucking interesting. It's windy and freezing. I just got home from work, and it's windy and freezing out there. Yeah, it's horrible, dude. It is horrible. We are having. It started this morning, and we're supposed to supposed to snow for twenty four hours. The kids have already missed a day of school. There's gonna be another day off. I pretty much guarantee it. And uh, now they're saying it might go for forty eight hours straight. The snow, shit. Wow, dude, it's it's brutal, man. Um, yeah. So I'm sort of, you know, I I feel like this is like a fireside chat. Like, I, I wish I was all, like, wrapped up in a blanket with a roaring fire. Well, you could be. Oh, you're not in the bedroom anymore, are you? Didn't you move, didn't you move no, your, I, your studio downstairs? Yes, I've moved to the back room, which I don't know if it's going to work or not because I can still hear the TV from here. So I, I don't know. My pillow forges to solitude. One thing about that is it's almost like recording studio quality because I'm surrounded by so many freaking pillows. There's no place for the sound to go, you know? <laughs> Now I'm in the idea back, I, can recording. Like, yes. I can hear somebody's watch going off. I can hear like they're watching a movie or something. And eventually my wife will come and start banging on pots and pans. For those of you who were with us in the really early episodes, you remember that my wife always passively aggressively like waited till it was time for me to podcast <laughs> to put the dishes away. Yes. I like I liked the other day, by the way, on the Facebook group when you posted some records you've got. And and, and, and her only comment <laughs> was, uh, was was like a, a raised eyes emoji. <laughs> Just like yes. <laughs> Love well, that. it's like like one time I, I put on there that hey, uh, I I said I, I I was referring to our friend Richard. And I said I always beat my wife to the mailbox because his wife always intercepts his records and he always has to be like a guilty dog. I think a dog that you know crapped yeah. on the carpet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and of course our friend John Bates made the great joke that I really set myself up for, which was you beat your wife. Yeah, I think I might have said the same thing as well. I jumped on that right away too. <laughs> but only at the only at the mailbox. Yeah, so the neighbors yes. can see. Yes. When and, did uh, you when did you stop beating your wife, sir? Yeah, exactly. But then my wife put the message on there that uh, you know, what good is it to you know sneak them past me if you're going to put them on this group where I can see it? And I just want to be like Neil, ban her, <laughs> ban, her ban her from this group. Yeah. Is there nowhere? Is there nowhere I can go and metaphorically let my hair down and escape the adoring masses? Is there nowhere? Is there nowhere I can go? I'm going to have a private group. Yes, <laughs> a private group. Uh, so, so the other thing, you know, so I, you know, I've had some computer issues. Obviously, this has been well documented. Um, and my wife, she, being the lovely woman that she is, she took it upon herself. And I had been using my daughter's old laptop, and I thought I had been working pretty well, actually. It had actually, but yeah. she bought me this sweet little laptop for Christmas, which was definitely above the budget that I had set in my mind for her. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So what? Do, so what did she get? A vacuum cleaner or some shit? <laughs> you exactly. did, didn't you? A new mailbox. <laughs> no, uh, I want to get one of those giant ones where the records actually fit inside. Mm-hmm. You see those? I mean, it probably wouldn't work for your like apartment situation, but, um, but yeah, they make these like giant freaking mailboxes hmm. where you could fit a box of twelve inch records. But anyway, no. Anyway, what was it? Oh, she. I, I bought her a nice uh, a piece of jewelry. Actually, that's very nice. Yes, and a few a few other things, little things she liked. But yeah, she definitely overdid it. But it, this thing is wonderful, and I know there were many people were consulted on it, and I know you were you were one of the many advisors of I was what I to kept, get. I kept so, the whole yeah. thing a secret, even though I I must admit I did say, well, 
Uh, what he's using right now is working, so I don't know. I don't know if I really want to mess with it too Hate well. To. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hate to mess with a formula that works. Yeah. So everybody. So Tom has. Uh, yeah, he's got a whole new studio experience. He's got a new laptop, and he's moved into the back room instead of the instead of the uh, Pillow Fortress of Solitude. So if you guys notice a, an an improvement in sound, do let us know. Or 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 a, or not an improvement. Yep. I'm sitting in – so my, my father-in-law has gotten kind of decrepit, like where he couldn't get up and down out of his chair. So I got – I inherited his, like, big overstuffed leather chair. It's pretty sweet. Wow. Now, where, where are you put so, that? Because yeah. I, I know your house, so where would that fit? I'm facing the fireplace towards the back, the very back, like that room, like our jam room where I need to put the uh, oh, okay. ceiling fan in. So what was I've there? Also, what know, was there before? Was, that, also, was there an older chair there? Before? I had a couch. Okay, okay, okay. My daughter, when she moved out, took my couch. Ah, gotcha. Okay, so there was space. Sitting on the floor like a common troll. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. And the other thing I did, and you know, this is this this we've we've had this as a common theme, though I don't know that we've talked about it a ton on the podcast. I put my CDs up. I rescued my CDs from the basement, and I got a bunch of new shelves, and I have my CDs up, and it's a pretty impressive, uh, hmm. pretty impressive amount of CDs. How many, it hasn't CD, really... how many CDs do you have compared to albums, you think? Well, I think I have around, CD-wise, I think I'm around 3,000. Holy shit, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I have a huge amount of CDs, and I probably have, I'm going to guess, about 600 records. I actually have no idea. Hmm. Well, well no, I shouldn't say that. But the vast majority of my records are singles. I have like four hundred. I have like four hundred seven inches. That's one of the. That's one of the nice things about Discogs that I can see at a glance exactly how many albums well, I have. I started. I started doing that, and I think I have most of my records in my Discogs. Um, but I don't. I started on my CDs. I think I had like E or something that burned out. See, but now is, that they're like, maybe I will. This is this is this is what you do. Next summer vacation, you can give those to your youngest daughter to uh, pay her like ten bucks and tell her to put all your stuff in discogs. Well, I wonder <laughs> if I should like download the app or something. I could scan the barcodes, or I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, a lot of older records don't have barcodes, so that becomes. I mean, that's not a bad idea. I don't know if that. I've never been able to do that. Get that to work with discogs. That's an interesting idea, though. So I'm pretty good though about um, putting everything new I get in. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But yeah. anyway, listen. All right, so this is episode 150. It is. It's like it's, an, it's in, like it's like a big episode. It's like a big well, deal. Well, I was going to say, if we had any sort of – if we had our crap together at all, we would have done something special. <laughs> but in a way, isn't every episode special, Neil? It is. It is especially just me and you, Tom. It's every episode so, was just me and so you it's, special. So, we, yeah, we planned absolutely nothing. But you know what? Here's the good news. We have like probably eight or nine months till episode 200, which we will plan something for. Yeah. Dude, the way we go through episodes, and we might be, we, we we might get to it like by March. <laughs> well, it's funny. I am feeling particularly motivated again. Come January, I think part of it is there's not a lot of shows going on. Um, and I'm I'm very you know every year like at the end of the year we kind of you and I will get together and be like, hey man, are we still into doing this? And and every year we're both still into doing it. Well, I mean you know two two or three times now you know and and uh so i think it kind of gives us a, like a kick in the pants you know no i, I agree like, well, we well and, the and feed- i have other reasons for that too but well, i'm gonna play a song first okay i was just gonna say the feedback i've gotten is that people are enjoying the shows now more than ever so i i guess that's reason to carry on right so, yes all right let's 
let's play a song. I'm going to play one first. Okay, go ahead. And, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm reminiscent of my Wisconsin youth because the weather's so crappy. So I'm going to play a great, like, uh, more current. I don't know if they're still together, but they're their LP came out like 15 plus years ago, but this is a great band from Wisconsin called Brass Tax. I think they're from uh, uh, Madison. Okay. Are so they this an, song, are they an oi band? Been, I'm, I'm guessing from the title, uh, from the name of the band, yeah, is there yeah, an oi band? Skinhead oi band from yep. from. Uh, well, it's funny because I've been listening to so much like pop punk, which I love. Don't get me wrong, but I've sort of been feeling like I'm lacking listening to kind of some traditional oi and street punk type stuff. So I've really been actually kind of binging on that stuff. So and a lot of older, a lot of older stuff, classic like '80s hardcore, you know, yep. punk hardcore, not not you know tough guy New York hardcore. Well, we can so talk anyway, about yeah. that after we, after we play the song because I I kind of agree. So let's talk about that after we get back. Sorry, this is this is brass tax. It's called Skinhead Rock and Roll. <laughs> Tax from uh, Wisconsin with uh, skinhead yep. rock and roll there. Um, I, and I agree with you because it seems like, especially towards the end of the year, we were inundated with, uh, with you know, Ramones core style pop punk, right? With For yep. me, it was the Chivies and the Randells. And... Not, that, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but the, you just, no, but you the, mix it up. yeah, the Hawaiians, the Covert Flops, the Von Erics, you know, the Jasons. Yeah, um, good heroes. They, they all do it very well, but. It does get um, the bubblegum does get a bit much after a while, and I agree. You do need to cleanse your palate with something different, something a bit heavier. And um, 
or something a bit more political. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. It, it, angry. It gets it's a, a bit little much. angry. A little more brings you back to your kind of punk roots or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I'd like and you know, Zonoids and stuff. So I mean, again, like you said, it's all it's good. I, you know, all of those bands were good and worthwhile and stuff. But if that's all you listen to, it gets to be a bit a bit overkill. I think the thing with the thing with pop punk is I love it as a genre for the most part. If it doesn't get too syrupy. You know, not the crappy like early two thousand stuff. I love the style, but it, it's a little samey. Well, so uh, that's interesting because just due to its nature, it's a little samey. You know. Well, because oh, okay, so I guess what would you classify as pop punk? Because on the on the pop punk shitheads page on Facebook, I think it was Jason Morano was saying that he doesn't like the term Ramones core, and I think Ramones core is actually a much better um, description than than pop punk. Because that rules Person. out like crappy bands like Blink One Eighty Two because yeah. they're not remote. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, or has pop punk become this huge subgenre that that incorporates? Because I don't think a Blink One Eighty Two is pop punk at all, but maybe they are. I well, don't know. I, I definitely think they are. But here's the thing: if the only kind of punk you listen to is pop punk, you're probably not really a punk. I hate to be a gatekeeper, but you know, Timmy O'Hannon's dead. Somebody's got to be a gatekeeper, right? You know, why not you and I? Exactly. Shit. We've got enough years in the scene. Uh, you know, when... I feel the same way about punk as I did that one Supreme Court justice did about uh, pornography. He's like, I might not be able to define it, but I know what it is when I hear it. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I like it when I see it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. I was uh, I was reaching out to another prospective guest on the show a couple uh, last week. You know, and when you reach out to someone that you don't know and they, they don't really know you, you know, I, I do this little introductory blurb. And it was like, yeah, between us, we have like 75 years in, in the scene. And it's like, holy shit, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, you, are long... you using the picture of me holding up the dead skinned rabbit or no? <laughs> no, I I didn't want to frighten him off. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm curious. I, you didn't mention that to me, so I'm curious who you're talking about. But anyway, glad glad uh, I'm looking forward to having Johnny Rotten on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he'd do it for uh, as long as we can come up with like a thousand pounds. I'm sure he would be happily do it, right? Mm. And he would say that yeah, everything everything after nine, the middle of 1977 sucked. I'm sure that's what he would say. We don't say. pay to play. We don't pay to play. No, not at all. Not at all. Even though, even though we do want to give a shout out to On Point Press and Illuminated Brew Works and uh... yeah, all our great, all our great sort of sponsors. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Well, but the fact of the matter is, so you know, it's it's so anyway, you know, now that you mentioned that On Point Press, so I think pretty much everybody has their sweatshirts. I know you you still had one or two that you had to mail out, but I mean, even our friends in England already got them. Which I got to tell you, Neil, I, I I think now is the time where you owe the uh, United States Post Office an apology. I have been getting such amazing service. I got to say, um, if you're getting bad service, it's probably because you're bad mouthing them. <laughs> but they've got me on some kind of blacklist. It's like yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or your neighbors are stealing from you. I don't know. Whatever. Either way. Well, talking about that, I just got home today, and there was a fucking Amazon package just outside the vestibule. You know what I mean? Like on the street. Oh, just like on the port? Ugh. Ridiculous. It's like, what the fuck? Are you lazy bastards? Oh, you know, we had to do was open the door and just put it inside the vestibule, for God's sakes. All you had to do was walk through eight inches of snow to get to my porch, and you can't even... <laughs> yeah, not you. Yeah, your, your mailman is fucking Klondike Bill something. <laughs> my mailman's the best. He, he really... He really goes through the the extra effort. He's he's the government employee that's the exception to the rule. Okay, of course, my friend. Other than all the mailmen who listen to us, which seems like a fairly significant number. Okay, so so talking about that then, and I know you, you know, you have that Dutch reputation of uh, being a skinflint, you know, making the ah, pennies, ma- making the pennies pinch. So, do you tip your mailman? Do I tip my? Mailman? I mean, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas tip. 
I'd, I'd just soon play play a little game called Just the Tip with my mailman than tip my mailman. So even though you love him and you say how great he is, you don't give him like a little Christmas thing? I, I don't think that's really a thing around here, honestly, Neil. Oh, I, I uh, mailman Mike was just, well, never mind. Maybe I shouldn't get into that. But I think it is well, a thing listen, for sure. I, I mean, I, I'm thrilled if anybody does get tips. Listen, I figure he steals every 10th record. <laughs> God damn. <No>. So, <laughs> so, so Klondike Bill is stealing your records. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's got to be tough when you're like delivering a package of records and looking like, I don't know, man, they're driving like a driving like a BMW and, you know, they have they have somebody else taking care of their lawn. It's probably like uh you know, it's probably Taylor Swift records or something like. Don't steal them, but you go by the like the crack house. It's like, hey, this might be decent. See, for me, for, for me, I it's man. This must be a weird neighborhood or something, because I swear we have a different male person like every other month. It's somebody different. So I guess a lot of dogs and gunshots. Oh, not, no, there's not. It's funnily enough, dude. It's funny you say that. There are no dogs on my street at all. Hmm. Yeah. Well. All right. Listen, maybe, maybe they've all been shot for the uh, local neighbor for the local neighborhood uh, restaurant or something. But uh... <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. Listen, I'm going to make sure our segments don't get too long today. So I want you to go ahead and I, do you have a theme to your songs today or not really? Fascist. Um, yeah, these are all records that I've got over the Christmas period. Oh, I did get just get that brass tax record on vinyl too. So you know what? When we come back, why don't we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, we haven't I'm, done record collecting for quite a while. No, we haven't, and I've got a shit ton of stuff. So um, the first thing I am gonna play is um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna play. I got. I finished my Ramones collection, my Ramones studio collection of all the OG records. I just mm. got um, for Christmas. I got Adios Amigos, the radioactive or ra- what radiation, whatever it's called, pr- uh, press, mm-hmm. the original US, uh, US press. So I'm going to play a song from that. I'm going to play "Life's a Gas" by the Ramones. Excellent. <laughs>
So there you have it. That was the Ramones with Life's a Gas off of their final studio album, Adios Amigos, which actually is a very underrated album, I think. Um, it's think, solid. It's, yeah. it's real solid. Yeah, it's got some It's got some really, really good songs on it. And it's uh, it's well produced, I like the too, way it man. It's sounds. loud. Yeah, I was going to say it's I like loud. The, I would say, because, you know, ultimately, like, the pe- like uh, Brain Drain was real clunky. A couple of those, like, later albums had a really kind of metally production. Mm-hmm. I think that they did better on the last two, which would have been uh, Mondo Bizarro and Adios Amigos, I think, sounded much better. Yeah, which were the last two I, I added to my collection. I got Mondo Bizarro probably two or three months ago, and and this one, Adios Amigos, was a Christmas present. So did that was did you cool. did did somebody share on our page, or you shared it, or something where the guy was talking about it was I think it might have been Ricky or somebody. Shared on our page about the guy who was remastering seven more Ramones albums, which sort of fascinated me because the first five have already been remastered and are fairly not too bad to buy on vinyl, on on Rhino Vinyl or whatever it is. But they did 14 total studio albums. And if there's seven more coming, I wonder which two are being excluded. I mean, I, I hope the cover album. The covers album? Yeah, you would hope but, that. Yeah, no one ever touches that ever but again. But I wonder what the other one would be. Would it be Adios Amigos? I, I don't know. Or maybe uh, It's Alive has been remastered too. So I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. You know, they did those really nice. Rhino did those really nice CD versions, but they haven't done all of them on LP. So I'll be curious to see if those are all coming in the next couple of years. I mean, it, I mean that's an interesting question because when they say remastered, that opens up a lot of a lot of well, different boxes, right? As to what that means. This. I think they're actually going through the trouble to really make them sound good. That's the what the article it was. It was an interesting article. It was long. I think I said I think Ricky Adams, our pal, put it up on our like our Facebook group, and I, I actually read it, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't. So, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Um, it was I, quite a while back. It might have been a month or two ago. Yeah, it surprises me, but I'm sure they'll probably do it. You probably release. clicked on it, and you're like, "This is super long." <laughs> I can read. What do you say? <laughs> I'm not um, saying you can't. Uh, no, it'll probably be one of those things they release one a year for Record Store Day, and they'll again all the pressing plants will be full of things that nobody really needs that have been remastered and. Yeah, but uh, better the better the Ramones than Fleetwood Mac. That's true, but um, yeah, like I said, remastered can hide a multitude of sins because it can mean you know just getting it from the cd press which sounds like ass and yeah, yeah, that's on vinyl. Like, i think they're really i mean those because the so i have i know you have all the ogs but i have all the rhinos i have a lot of those on cd actually and they did do a really good job because then they put those extra tracks CD, like the first six or whatever on cd yeah. that they redid but i also have the first four on vinyl of the reissues and they're excellent i mean they're they're fantastic yeah but those are those Great were right those were rhino right yeah so Great with the, sounding record. so with these are these remasters being done on rhino as well I assume. Hmm. I hope it's not like, you know, Al DeShyster's records out of, you know, <laughs> New Jersey or something. Are you talking about Bob Boy Pete and Pro Rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pro Rock. I, I don't think they're going to get the Ramones remasters. I don't think that's in the budget for this year. but Yeah, that's true enough. Yeah. All um, right. But, but, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, and I, I've been, you know, we kind of mentioned this, and I, I, I'm not sure, but we have picked up a bunch of new page likes lately. And I don't know, I hope it translates into people that actually are listening to the podcast. So if you're a new listener, I, we would love to hear from you because honestly, we'd love to know where you're coming from. Yes. We would love to know. I mean, what the fact of the matter is we like to grow this. We are not going to grow it by, you know, changing our stripes, but we love to grow this and we love more people to hear it. So I'm always 
interested how more people hear us. Is it word of mouth? I mean, I, I know we did our best of list and we tagged a ton of bands, so I think maybe that's... I think that's you know, some tag. of it. And, and also the bands themselves, the ones that were number one on our list anyway. Yep, they sharing. Yeah, they've, they, they, they both shared it, so that was very cool. And I don't know if you saw today, I, I, I made the Ramonas interview live today. Yep. Um, somebody put up a, made like an image of the Ramonas, uh, our interview, uh, I'm describing this badly but they made like a, a picture of the uh yeah um, like we used to do like you used to do on uh like instagram and stuff yeah like right. a template with like the, yeah with like a picture of us of of the of the yeah, ramonas and all that up. pro i saw pro rock share that i don't know if they did it or oh, if uh, that makes sense then yeah it was probably pro rock yes probably but no uh, that, that was that was really cool and we uh we've been feeling I, yeah we have definitely been feeling a lot of love lately so we do we do appreciate that it'll help us get through the but like you said, like you the said, cold winners. And, and you know what, new listeners, if there, if some of you are new, we I still have some stickers left that I would love to send you. And Daddy Warbucks over there, money bags, would love to buy more if we run out. What so. an asshole! <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, the got stickers, the, he's got all that sweatshirt money now. The stickers, I don't mind. Yeah, actually, so all officially today, the last sweatshirt was sold. So um, all the sweatshirts sold, and I actually didn't really make any money from I was gonna them say, at all. I, I hope you didn't make too much money because I, I mean, even I paid for mine. That's how, that's how tight of an operation we run around here. Call me a cheapskate. You yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we only, we only comped one, and that was to someone that was to uh, someone who's done an awful lot for the show. So yeah, these were all all paid for. So um, yeah, yeah and, and and that's yeah. I mean, we should. I mean, in a perfect world, we should be comping more people because we've had so many people just. And I don't say we rely on the kindness of strangers, but we've got so much kindness from strangers. It's really, it's really uh, amazing, honestly. I mean, and like Tom said, we do like to grow this organically the right way. So, you know, the likes we have on Facebook, um, I keep getting ads every five minutes saying, you know, we'll publicize your site if you give us twenty bucks or whatever. We're oh, not, dude, do not give them money. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing that. But when I look at some some band sites, like there's bands that are, you know smallish but somehow they've got 150,000 followers it doesn't make any sense at all to me so i got to assume that there's some payola that going on there right well and you know and and the thing the thing with you know some platforms are bigger than others obviously but i think we got a good plat as far as the, the i really do think the people who listen to us are are people who really genuinely like punk rock unlike some other forums and i think they're People who buy music, you know, actually physically buy music still. Yep, for sure. So, and that's important. Yeah. That that, that that's, that's important. Yeah. I'm All actually, right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna play another song because, and then we'll talk about what we got for because, like I said, I think our first our first chunk was too long. We got a bunch of songs we want to play. We have an ambitious song agenda, even if we don't have an ambitious, you know, topic agenda. So, so I'm go actually ahead. gonna play another Wisconsin band, Neil. Wow at you cheesehead from milwaukee from the mid 80s they're called the crusties hmm. not to be confused with those stinky people that sit outside the shows and try to bum cigarettes <laughs> oh crusty the clown yes this, this band put out i think only the one full-length album was called crust tunes the crusties crust tunes mm-hmm. so uh this is a song about growing up in wisconsin it's called Dairyland youth Never milked a cow, never pulled cartoons. 
Okay, that was the Krusties from Wisconsin there with Dairyland Youth. Uh, that concludes my that concludes my Wisconsin portion of the program. Now, what are we what are we talking? Are we talking mid nineties or earlier? Mid eighties. Oh, mid eighties. Okay, cool, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were. I think they might have done some. They might have done some of the uh, the uh, what's the the skater tapes? Who did the the oh Thrasher? Why, yeah, I was a Thrasher. Why can't I think of that? That's amazing. My brain is getting soft, but yeah, I think they might have done some of those Thrasher skate tapes. They were definitely that type of band, fast the skate rock thing. Yeah, tight, cool band, cool band. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, never never heard those guys so, before. So I haven't. I probably haven't gotten as much new stuff as you have, Neil. But I have gotten quite a bit of stuff. But why don't you want to go first? Uh, sure. And, and just dazzle, dazzle people with how much wax you bought and how much you hate the earth by clogging it up with unnecessary consumer products. Dude, it's it's, it's crazy. So I, I got Christmas gifts, and one of the nice things about Discogs is that you you know you have your want list up there. You can put a want you can put a, a want list together. And oh then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if people in your family don't know but what to buy you, your family would have to know what Discogs is, which I'm pretty sure mine doesn't. Well, yeah, well, but Lydia has her own Discogs page, and I linked hers to mine so she can see my want list. So she went on and bought stuff from my want list, which was very cool. So, um, let's see. Starting at Christmas, I got um, an album from a post-punk band uh, from England from the mid-'80s, or actually early-'80s, called The Sound. I got their second album from The Lion's Mouth. It was a really, really nice reissue on 1972 records from about Mm. 10 years ago. Uh, let's see, I got a Skid single called Animation. Uh, I got the Adios Amigos by the Ramones. That was the big one, because that one was freaking expensive. Yeah. Well, that was a gift? Oh, that was a gift, yeah. That was my Christmas nice. gift, yeah. the big, My big Christmas gift. Um, and then, uh, because, I don't know if I mentioned this, because when I did the sweatshirt order, um, Mike, uh, from, um, On Point Press... Uh, he also runs Sexy Baby Records, and so he sent me a big package of... Spoiler alert, you may be hearing from him soon. Yeah, you might. Um, he sent me a big package of Sexy Baby stuff. Uh, so I got, like, a MXPX single, Brickwall Vultures single, Stat Dad single, uh, Two Man Advantage single, Tutu and the Pirates single. I wow, got, I got really hun- racking up the seven inches, huh? I got Huntington's Plastic Surgery album, I got Huntington's Get Lost album, and then I got a bunch of cassettes. I got the Huntington's Back to Ramonia cassette. I got no, you can't Antigone. win them all, Neil. You can't got, win them all. I got Antagonizer's ATL um, Kings cassette. I get uh, Glory Days, that stupid movie. I got that cassette soundtrack, I guess. What is what is Glory Days? It was some bad 90s movie. Oh, that, I, that I'm assuming the, must have had something to do with the record industry because it had a bunch. It wasn't of like, like the Bruce, like the like has something to do with the Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, no, it was Days D A Z E. So I'm assuming ah, it was a bunch of stoners in the stoners. '90s who gotcha. were like playing pop punk or something. I assume. Um, then oh so okay so one of the records I've been waiting for for literally six months. Uh, the Teenage Bottle Rocket album showed up eventually, right ah, before Christmas. So, so what color did you get? Oh, I got this really cool splatter. It's clear with like an orange um, orange and white splatter on it. It's nice. actually very, very cool. Uh, so that showed up. Um, after Christmas, on the Monday, the 26th, I think, or 27th, whatever it was, um, I drove up to uh, Saigon Records in McHenry. 
and had a yes. good good day up there. And while I was up there, I got an album by Sack. While you were, while you were up there getting drunk, you managed to buy a couple of records? I did, because the nice thing about uh, Siren is, is a really cool bar across the street. So um, Did you go to any of the other ones, or did you just go no, to the same one? we again? just went there because it was so okay. comfortable in there. It was pretty empty. Because there was another it. little like dive bar around the corner that I was sort of fascinated by, too. It looked a little more divey. It well, the nice thing about uh, Ye Olde Tap, where we went, is, well, they have a, a Touch Tunes jukebox. So I was playing music in there the whole time. So that was a very cool afternoon. Uh, but anyway, um, Bill gave me the Sack album, um, mm. Get Wrecked, for, which was originally 2003, but then it was reissued like five years ago. So he gave now, me that like, band is still that band is still going. That's Cody from uh, Lillington slash Teenage Bottle Rocket. Right. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's a side band, right? So it's not his primary thing. But, yeah, it is kind of still going. So I got that sack album on Blue. Um, while I was in there, I bought the Offenders Endless Struggle album. Um, mm. I got that original from on Rabbit Cat Records from 1985. And then it was my birthday two days ago. So I got the original uh, Social D, Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll. I'd had reissues of it, but I got the original on Time Bomb on red vinyl um and i got an exploding hearts uh compilation and i got uh the let them eat jelly beans compilation from 1981 you know the one with reagan on the cover oh do you know that one i do it was probably one of the very first american hardcore albums i ever heard because when i came over in 83 uh my friend tom commie Tommy the Commie, uh, he yep. had that on cassette. And you could never tell what you were little. You know, these cassettes had like a thousand tracks on them and sure. you know, no line of notes. But that few al- tracks that stick out usually. Yep, that album was on there and everything on that album, because it was Alternative Tentacles, and everything mm-hmm. on that album is fucking killer. That is a great early hardcore compilation. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I got that too. So I got a shit ton of stuff. Boy, you did well. Well, you know, and I'm thinking of it. I, I probably did better than what I was thinking originally. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me let me play a song, and then you can tell us what you got, all right? Sounds so, good. Sound good. So I'm going to play, actually, a song, the first track off of that Let Them Eat Jelly Beans album, which, again, 1981, Alternative Tentacles. And this is Flipper with Ha Ha Ha. Ha Ha Ha. Oh, Jesus. Yes, there you go.
that was the very unusual flipper with ha ha ha. Now, were you ever a huge flipper fan? I love that song. I love Sacrifice. I kind of, you know, I hate to say it, but like they're kind of what you call their classic songs because they were, boy, they were they were as grunge as they were punk. You know, their their yes. stuff was really challenging and longer songs, clunky. But that that song is great, it and is. I I do like you know the generic flipper album is pretty solid and uh some of the later stuff was cool too but i agree um, i yeah. agree i agree with you 100 percent. yeah they got kind of difficult to listen to as far as i'm concerned after that but that those early stuff is great that logo is great too that like yeah logo. that generic the, <laughs> the 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 one that just says album generic flipper on it that's the one that's the one if you can only get one of their albums that's the one to get yeah it's been reissued about 10 times do you, do you, do you remember the whole generic craze from the mid 80s you might have been too small I do, I do remember that. That was so funny, mm. man. When you go into I the store, a beer. Uh, yeah. To, so for people that don't know in other countries, so there'd be, um, you know, most stores have their own like store brands, right? So you'd have the real brands, and then you'd have like a in-store yeah. brand, which kind of is a, a cheap knockoff. You'd have Doritos, and then you'd have, you know, Family Fun Time spicy chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But the whole generic thing in, in the 80s, they didn't really have any fancy packaging. It would just be a white package that yep. might say, just say beer or chips it, or something on it. It literally was black and white and it would say beer. Yes, yeah. or <laughs> potato chips or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, and, the, and I think they eventually just people just burned out. It just wasn't attractive enough, right? Or they figured out a way to make it more attractive. Because the thing with the generic was they made them right next to the big ones. They just saved the money on advertising or whatever right right yeah and, and the, yeah they didn't have any design companies working on it obviously it must have been very very cheap to uh to, to produce right obviously um hopefully but now the because i used to i used to freelance for for some companies that did that that did food packaging for the generic brands and they put an awful lot of effort into that now to try and make it look almost just like the uh just just like the big name brand so for like yep. doc Dr. Pepper, they'll call theirs like Dr. Pib or something. Dr. Thunder. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, yeah. like people wouldn't recognize the difference, but there you go. But yeah. it's 20 Mountain cents Doobie. cheaper. Mountain Dew becomes Mountain Blast or Mountain Jizz or whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mountain Jizz, there you go. I think that's the new the newest. Mm. Guzzle a couple of liters, Neil. Guzzle a couple of liters. Of Mountain Jizz? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I think didn't didn't Rod Stewart did do that in the seventies? You know, I, I swear, I I try, I really want this to be a family show, but I just can't do it. I just slip sometimes. I apologize. Well, I apologize kids, to my fans that I've disappointed. Well, kids, kids wouldn't get the Rod Stewart reference, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, you know, I think I've made like Richard Gear references at some point, so you know these things happen, right? What happens? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Um, All right. So anyway, so yeah, so tell us about what what uh, what stuff you got for Christmas. Wait, and this was an impressive one. Like I said, you must you must bow down to the post office here. I on like the Tuesday after Christmas, I went back to work and I ordered some stuff from Beer City Records on a Tuesday, and it got to my house on Thursday. Well, Is maybe, that amazing? Well, maybe the good people from Beer City actually drove it around to your house. I guess. About a five-hour drive, and I've got a funny. Um, I've got a hold on a second. Let me because that just reminded me of something. I've got a funny story about that. So, um, probably early two thousands. Uh, remember after Naked Ray Gun split, Jeff Pizzotti had that band called The Bomb. Yep. Okay. I sure do. So my buddy at work, Adam, at that point, uh, he he was always a huge uh, Naked Ray Gun, Jeff Pizzotti fan, or whatever. So that and that was the early days of the internet. And he went on a Naked Reagan site and ordered a Naked Reagan t-shirt. And the next day he's home and he gets a ring on the doorbell. And he opens the door and Jeff Pizzati was there delivering it in person. 
He's like, hey, I want my six bucks back that I paid to ship this thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just thought that was funny. That Jeff, that funny. Jeff actually drove it to his house. So there you go. I guess oh, there they... you go. You know, if it's a business model that works, I guess. Yeah, I guess they weren't selling very many. Anywho, <laughs> sorry, I interrupted. So, so what I got from them, and I'm, I probably have to order some more stuff from them. I really like that label. They do a little bit of newer releases, but the last 10 plus years, just a ton of killer reissues of stuff even that you never even heard of but they, they they have such a good ear or he has such a good ear that i just it's, it's just almost always up my in my wheelhouse you know oh, for sure no they do re- reissue some Classic fantastic punk. stuff and yeah. i i don't know if they were on my i think they were on my radar before they started doing the dri issues but when they started doing the dri dri stuff like 15 years ago was when i remember really checking them out so anyway i got um i got uh, the Krusty's Crust Tunes, which I mentioned earlier. I got that one on red. It's very attractive. Um, I got that Brass Tax album, which is called Just the Facts, which is about a 15-year-old Oi album. But they, they did like a 15-year anniversary of it for Record Store Day a couple years ago. I got that one on red also. And I got a band from Massachusetts called Cancerous Growth. You ever hear of them, Neil? I think they were another skate rock type band. <laughs> I did. I used to be pen pals with them. <laughs> did you really? I did. Yeah, I did. Well, I got their first album, Late for the Grave. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a gold yellow. Yeah. They had that logo. So, was that, wasn't it like a skull on a on a on a pitchfork or something like that? I don't remember. This one I think has like a weird fish on the cover or something. Hmm. I'm not sure. Um they had two they put out like two albums. One of them was that, one was called like mm, or something like that. One was called Late for the Grave, so I got Late for the Grave. And then I got I did get some stuff from Cov- uh, from Mom's Basement. I got the Covert Flops LP, which is really good, isn't it? That's which is a lot really of fun. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a kind of a goofy take on like the Lillingtons or something. Yeah. Um, and I did get, and I haven't even listened to this yet. I got the new Jason Seven Inch, which is called the Jarvis House, hmm. which Tommy Jarvis was a character from the Friday the Thirteenth movies. So, who was he in that? Uh, you know, he was played by he was played by Corey Feldman. Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, in, in in one of them, at least, he was played by a young young. Well, yeah, Corey Feldman was still alive, right? Corey Feldman was dead. I was about to ask you that. Which one is which one is Corey? Yeah, Corey Feldman's Corey... the weird one with the Michael Jackson fetish, right? Yeah, yeah, Corey Feldman's the one who's dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, but anyway, so I have not listened to that yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I really like the Jasons. Um, I think they get a little better with every release, honestly. Now, for those that don't know, the Jason's shtick is that they dress up like Friday the 13th. They character. all wear the mask when they play, which has to be horrifying, honestly. And, I can't imagine. And are they sharing, do they share band members with some other like pop punk bands too? I think they do, right? Uh, maybe, but not not really that I know of. I mean, I think they're from like West Virginia or something, aren't they? Or... Oh. They're from somewhere south and east. Hmm. From from that's from parts unknown like wrestling. I think or I think they're from West Virginia or, or yeah something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean you know if you're in a movie and you're being chased by someone who's wearing human flesh, someone else's human flesh, you're probably in West Virginia, right? Uh sure, why not? Well, oh hold, hold on also, a sec, hold on, I'm looking him up on on uh, Discogs. Four Mongoloid brothers pissing people off with their immature antics and playing pure red-blooded American punk rock from Crystal Lake, New Jersey. Yep. They yeah, go. they're not. They're not. Um, <laughs> Crystal Lake is obviously Crystal Lake, New Jersey is obviously the camp that Friday the Thirteenth was set at. Um, they might be Mongoloid brothers. I, Are you even allowed to say speak, that anymore? <laughs> I can't speak to their Mongoloidness. Uh, what apparently? But, yes. 
Um, but yeah, no, in, anyway, so I'm pretty stoked on that, like I said, even though I haven't listened to it, which is amazing. But I know you have that too sometimes, like, well, I'm so excited to get this. And then you set it down and you just life takes over and you don't get a chance to spin it. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, get, I also, I get that for Christmas, completely. got a couple of the later, oh boy, this, this is not going to be popular with our crowd, but I got a couple of the later Metallica albums. Okay, any good? Um, I think so. I mean, I'm not going to listen to as much as I do the first four, but I thought they were pretty good. Um, and I got the uh, Morning Noise record. Remember, we had Steve Zing on, Danzig bass player, yes. kind of a Misfits, mm-hmm. early Misfits kind of thing from New Jersey. So I got that. Yeah, you upset him somehow. I don't remember what it was you said, but you upset him somehow. Called him a Dago? <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. Something no, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think I've said him, do I? Yeah, you said something about Danzig that I remember he wasn't particularly thrilled by or something. No, I never. I knew not to say anything about Danzig. I upset TV Smith, I think. <laughs> yeah, you did do that too. Well done. <laughs> you think I'm the one burning bridges? It's you, mate. It's you. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm doing it accidentally, at least in my defense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, anyway, no, he he was yeah he was actually a super nice guy. But I got that. I think that's about it for the moment. Well, let me lead you into this one. So, did you buy the new forty five by our friends the Drowns? I did not buy it, but I did get a copy of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, how did that happen? You stole um, it. You, you went to the record store and stole I, it. <laughs> I got a promo. Okay. So, tell us about it. So, well, we're, we're, let's spin it first, Neil, and then okay. we'll talk about it. Okay, that sounds I'm good. Actually, I'm actually not entirely sure what to make of this. Okay. So the Drowns have, I believe, have a full album in the can. Of course, and the reason we talk about the Drowns, you know, obviously last year they were our consensus, like, favorite record, even though this year we had no consensus. But um, but even though I would say this year our consensus is basically that it's a it's a tie between Naked Raygun and Antagonizers ATL. That's basically, I mean, it's basically the best we can do this year. Yeah, they were probably both uh, in our top 20 for sure. They were your number one, my number one, and then you had, you had Naked Raygun probably much, see, we had top no, 20. We had no common top 10, right. but we both liked both those records, so right. they were they were our top records. I mean, literally, if we did a top 10 this year, it would be like we just, every other slot we get, one of us gets, you know? Right. So there wasn't a ton of... Because of that, I think we, we probably won't do that this year. But yeah, anyway, those are our two top our two top records this year. But anyway, the Drowns record was our consensus number one last year. And the fact of the matter is, I know a lot of people that listen to us love that record. Mm-hmm. It was a great the record. Under-tension. Yeah, yeah, great record. And I know a lot of people probably heard it here and bought it. So, um, But the uh, I know they have a new record in the can, but they, before that, they're doing like a, a single. And the single is... Know Who You Are, and it's a cover of Slade. So let's go ahead and spin that. This song is out there. This song is, it's it's been released. It's on Pirates and Press, it right? Released. It'll be officially released by the time we, uh, by the time people hear this. But yeah, it's on Pirates Press again. And uh, my copy is a big, a beautiful, clear yellow, big hole. Uh, <laughs> <What>? 45. <laughs> Who's a big hole? What's that? Who's got a big hole? Well, you know, there's the big hole 45s and the little hole 45s. This is a big hole 45. It's, oh, right. it's definitely So you need the adapter. Be, yeah. Definitely intended to be sort of a throwback yeah. for a bunch of reasons. But anyway, all right, so let's check this out. This is the Drowns. Know who you are.
know who you are and um before i swear go ahead i swear slade seems to be getting a lot of love in general lately have you noticed that is slade having some kind of a late career comeback or well i think like people are appreciating them well i think like i said on the on our christmas show their 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 uh christmas song is always number one in england every christmas so i mean maybe that's where you know the name from because i i played them on our christmas episode i mean i know you know who well, they no, are I, but I i'm sorry i see a lot of people i see a lot of buzz of, of, for them online in general for a band that was popular 50 years ago you know well i think that early 70s uh glam stomping rock and roll thing is really making a make really making a comeback again and um this drown single before i even knew what song it was um i recognized from the cover straight away because the, the the cover of the single is an exact rip off of a, of a slade album is it okay yeah, yeah. and that's Which, that, that's one? um i think it was just called slade i think but s-l-a-y-e-d oh yeah yeah okay, okay um I gotcha. I, I... so i mean it was complete rip off of that even down to the typography and you know the photograph and stuff like that so i knew immediately it was going to be a cover now of the famous slade songs this is an interesting one for them to cover because it's not was, one of the more hit? Pop. not really no it was just like an album track. I mean, goodbye to Jane, and you know they had a they had a string of like. So it was huge just hits. like an album track. It was just a song on the record. It wasn't like a big hit yeah, for them. It's a it's an interesting song for them to cover. It's also an interesting thing for them to do as a lead up to an album. I I thought they would. I thought they would want to put out one of their own things rather than like almost like a not not a joke, but you know, kind of a kind of a kitschy kind of thing. I mean, what do you well, think? Well, my 
My theory, well, two things. A, I forgot about Goodbye to Jane. It's funny because the reason people my age know Slade is because of the freaking Quiet Riot covers. Right, yeah. Quiet Riot had a huge hit, probably bigger than Slade did, with Come On, Feel the Noise in about mm-hmm. 83-ish, I'd say. Yep, makes sense. It was on MTV. And then MTV. Like yep. a couple years later, they had a hit with another Slade song called Mama, We're All Crazy Now. Yep. I don't know if you remember that one. Yep, I do. But I forgot about Goodbye to Jane. That actually was a minor hit for a really hairy metal band, a really girly hair metal band, like a Cinderella wannabe band called Britney, uh, Britney Fox. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember Britney Fox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a cover of Goodbye to Jane. I, I believe if you look at my massive CD wall, you will see both of those CDs. Because hmm. that was my era growing up, you know. Both the Quiet Riot and the Britney Spears. Uh, Britney Spears. I don't think Britney Spears has ever covered them, but she should probably yeah, now maybe, that she's out of she conservatorship. Yeah. Yes, yeah. her Instagram is crazy, by the way. She now just that she's free, wacky ass pictures of herself up. Um, yeah. So I mean, so anyway, okay. So so my thought, I think my thought is on this. It's funny when they were in the studio. I've you know I follow them on social media, of course, and we're friends with friendly with you know the guys in the band. You know, digital friends. You know. And they were talking about how this was going to be a real rock and roll album. Um, but I wonder if – I'm kind of going to assume that this was sort of the odd track and that's why it ended up being a single. Maybe. Maybe yeah. because it didn't fit on the record, I'm thinking. that that's, that's, my, that's my personal theory. I like the song. I think it's fun. I like the cover. But it's not really what I'm necessarily looking for from the drowns, you know? I'm surprised it wasn't the B-side. And their original track wasn't the A. Well, you here's know what the I mean? funny thing, Neil. If, here's the funny thing: the B side is a very similar style, mm. okay. which yeah, surprised me because I'm like, I'm like, oh, they're gonna. Well, I I, I forwarded to you. I, I you have available you have it available to you. You should check it out. Ah. So the B side is a song that Andy sings. So you know the 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 rev that does probably seventy percent of the singing has the real rough, the great raspy voice. And the other, uh, Andy, the bass player, has kind of the smoother voice, mm-hmm. kind of the more like, uh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, who does he remind me of? A little bit like young Jake Burns or like, uh, who's the guy from the Buzzcocks that died? Pete Shelley. Kind of reminds, kind of reminds me of that, yeah. So anyway, so the B side is him, but it's the same thing. It's very '70s rock and roll. So like I said, I kind of figured they'd come back with like a, you know, kind of one of their classic type yeah. of of. Drown songs, so I'm I'm kind of curious. Like I said, I don't know that for me personally, I don't know that I necessarily want a full album of this stuff, but I think it's a fun single, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Everything, even the cover, has like a almost like a fake ring in it. Like where yeah, the it does like worn. yeah, like it's old, like it's been an old forty five that's yeah, been yeah. in you. So it's cool. Forever. It's a fun. It's a fun forty five, and you were you were kind of saying that it kind of reminded you of the. The cheats single from earlier or from last year. Yeah, the, yeah, the cheats did they... a similar thing, right? When they did like a Bay City Rollers cover, and they made it look like it was like an old um, jukebox yep. single as well, right? It, so it was real cool. It was also a big whole single, and it came with like the little like name and song tab things that went in the jukebox. Hmm, interesting. Which obviously you don't need. You're never going to put in a jukebox, but it was just kind of a fun little attention to yeah detail. detail and it, yeah, and it had a like a custom 45 adapter thing. It was cool. It was cool. See, that's interesting how um, the, the drums. And I like that too. And I didn't love the Bay City Roller song necessarily, but it was fun. Now that one had a killer cheats B side. Yeah, like a real go after it, you know, kind of B side. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a retro thing. I don't know if people are feeling the love for these sort of schlocky 
seventies bands like Slade and the Bay City Rollers or what? It does sound like the Drowns might be following Lars Fredrickson's uh, dynamic, right, and go into that like mid early, early mid seventies kind of stomping glam thing. Because I know Lars Fredrickson has done a lot of that kind of stuff too. Well, yeah, but, he, but with Lars, he just starts a new band. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. He does. He just has like. I, I don't. I, I'm interested. I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I gotta say, I don't really know what's coming out. In years past, I always like, oh, and such and such has got a new album coming out this year. So, but I am anticipating a new Drowns album this year. I'm anticipating new Susie Moon record, and I definitely, you know, I, I got really high uh, expectations for this Drowns record. So I'm really looking forward to it. So, well, let's hope that this didn't let you down as some kind of. I, I know Andy at least occasionally listens, so shout out to Andy, man. I'm looking forward to hearing the new record. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny, um, early 70s, you know, Slade, The Sweet, and Mud were like three of the biggest bands. They were in the charts like every other every other week with different singles. They Single after single yep. after single would chart. So, yeah, Slade were certainly a huge band in the mid-70s. So, uh, yeah. So Sweet had a lot of bands cover them too, and Slave. I don't know Mud. I mean, do I know any Mud songs? Um, I don't know, and that's a shame if you don't, because Mud had some of the catchiest stuff. Uh, huh. But yeah, they didn't. Uh, they that stuff didn't get covered over here. If they didn't make it over here for some reason, whereas the Sweet and Slade did, which is uh, interesting, really. Um, yeah, so we had know, we had a lot of bands like that. We had the Rubettes. We had a whole the Kenny. We had a whole bunch of like shitty oh, bands in the mid. Speaking 70s. of okay, speaking of bands like that. You know what band I forgot to mention that I got a couple records from, kind of off the bargain bin? Uh, no, I don't. Bruce Springsteen. Great, great Detroit. Well, <laughs> I wanted to go on a whole rant about the song "Hungry Heart," or not "Hungry Heart." What was the song you mentioned earlier? Oh, "Glory Days," because I glory, like glory days. days is, well, yep. it is. I mean, it's. I mean, we've all lived that song. Yep. Where we run into an old friend and talk about what we were doing thirty years ago. But anyway, that's not my point. My point is, uh, oh no, so. When we had Ricky Rad on a few years back, he was talking about not even a few years, I don't know, a year back yeah, or whatever. Yeah. He was talking about having some done some stuff with a guy named Mike Skill, who was from a pretty popular late 70s, early 80s, skinny tie, uh, kind of power pop band from Detroit called the Romantics. Do you remember the Romantics? Of course I remember the Romantics. Yeah. Was it uh I know the secrets that you keep when yep, you're yep, talking yep, yep. in your uh, sleep? What yep. I like about you. Yep. Um one in a million. They, yeah, they had a, they had a few radio legitimate radio hits. So I actually bought like their two kind of. I bought their self titled album, which I think has what I like about you on it, and then uh, I bought the one called the very uh, subtly titled In Heat, <laughs> which uh, had like a few more few more hits on it. So I picked up like OG copies of those. I swear so that I was, was talking to somebody record. recently that's that's now playing drums for the Romantics. I swear I'm not dreaming oh, that. Could be. I have no idea. That's really weird. I mean, weird. I can't imagine they do much anymore than, you know, the occasional, I don't even know what they do. But I'm trying to anyway. think because it was over the last week that I was talking to someone and they said they'd been playing with the Romantics. Huh. Yeah, that's weird, right? Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you play us a song, not necessarily okay. the Romantics. Um, no, you can no, play the Romantics. No, it will you not. You can, you know, you can hear me singing it, but that's about all you're going to get. Uh so I mentioned sack before. Luckily, like, you didn't give it. Luckily, you didn't sing enough of it for our pal Ryan to put it to music. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so I'm going to play a song by Sack. Um, as Tom mentioned before, Sack was a band that had uh, or does have uh, Cody from the Littlingtons. Actually, I think it's got a couple of members from the Littlingtons in it. I think Ray um, might be in it as well. 
because they all go I by. I saw that uh, the picture with Ray. I don't know if he always was, but it appears that he might be in that band too. Yeah. Yeah, and they all have fake names, so it's difficult to tell. Like on the back of the album, they all have like wacky names, so it's difficult to tell. Like exactly. Billy Sack, Johnny Sack. Well, let me let me pick it up. I got it right here. Hold on a second. So we've got oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Talk amongst yourselves. Sacky sack. So I think the album came out, this one's called Get Wrecked. The album came out in like 2003, but they reissued it like five years ago. Uh, yeah, so Cody goes by Bruzzy, and he's much, mm. much thinner here. Lush plays the bass. Oh, I think this is what it is. It says Squiggy plays the drums, so that was obviously Ray's brother, because it looks just like him. Uh. Um, so they all have they all have wacky names. Anyway, so this is a song by Sack. This is called One Hell of a Party, and it does sound exactly like Teenage Ball of Rocket meets the Lillingtons, so you'll enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, this is Sack. hell of a party and uh yeah fun stuff it sounds and actually you know the teenage bottle rocket song headbanger yep that's on here so it was obviously a sax song first interesting from 2003 i guess when you're abandoned like i guess when you're abandoned wyoming you have to kind of share members if you want to have multiple bands huh yeah i guess yeah i guess that makes sense because how many musicians how many punk musicians could there be in wyoming huh i don't know that was mostly cowboys apparently not many (laughs) yeah but anyway, big big shout out to Bill for uh, for getting me that because that was very very cool. Um, yeah, I, I love. Yeah, Sir- Neil's Neil's really got the hookup from Bill. I love Siren Records, man. It's one of my favorite. It's everything you would want in a record store. They just have shit well, everywhere, like everywhere. I tried to talk you into going out there last time I was in town, but you're like, oh, it's too far. Because I because I knew that he had put like all his five dollar records or whatever in the like ninety nine cents, and he had a that place had a great selection of like 
classic rock record. If you you know if you're into occasional classic rock record, you had a great selection of classic rock records, cheap. Not like some of these places where they want like fifteen bucks for you know some crappy foreigner record or something. You know? Yeah, exactly. I think actually Laura picked up some uh, Christmas albums she had when she was a kid for ninety nine yeah, cents. Yeah, exactly. And Lydia picked up uh, something fairly decent for ninety nine cents. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but it was uh, it was it was a fairly decent. Like, I mean, you early... could, like you know, if you're picking up a copy of Inagata De Vita for a buck, you're doing really well for yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They know. They the know. Digits used Maybe to do a cover of that called I've Got Me a Fetus, baby. Is that right? Yes, sir. Nice. Yes. Good old digits. Mm. Yeah. So you have one song left, right, Neil? I have one song. Yeah, I just played my last song, man. You're going to make me play it again already? That we have anything no, else no. to talk I'm just, about? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just uh, you know, recounting in my head what's going on here because I'm going to finish up with a new segment. Yes. Oh, a new segment. Holy shit. Well, it's it's sort of a, a riff on an old segment. Hmm. Everything okay. old is new again, Neil. It'll be like a it'll be like our version of a Slade cover. Indeed. Yeah. Um I think I'm going to order that 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 drown single. I was but I was looking on Pirates Press for something else to order cuz I don't just want to buy a 45, you know, and pay for the shipping yeah. for it. I was looking for other stuff you're too. Basically, you're doubling your basically doubling your price if you just buy a 45. Right. And I was hoping that new Dickies single was going to be on on the a Pirates Press thing too, but it's not. It's on Cleopatra. And I went to the Ugh. Cleopatra site, and they want fifteen bucks for that goddamn thing for a forty five for a seven inch. Yeah, yeah for a seven inch. Which you know, <sighs> if you scour that Pirates Press page, there's always some good stuff. You know, like for example, for me, like if I was going to order, and I have ordered a couple times from last year, but like. Uh, they have any at any given time they have a couple of the cox bar classic cox bar records in press mm-hmm. like i have shock troops on vinyl but i have all the rest on cd so i wouldn't mind picking up a few more on a few more on vinyl they got stuff like that um i don't know i've been looking i've been hitting up a few of the labels they have been looking at beer city i've been looking at tang there's a few few things i want are you a fan of the last resort you know uh i am i know they have a new album out too which is supposedly very good uh, oh. Now the only last resort thing I have is that very very first album that they put out, um, Skinhead Anthems. Yeah, I bought that um, when it first came out on Red Vinyl, and in fact I have the because uh, the last resort was the Skinhead shop in uh, in London, and and that's mm. that's where the band got its name from because they used to hang out there all the time, and so the original copies of the album came with a catalog from the last resort. Which has all the, uh, you know, all the T-shirt, uh, all the skinhead wear in there, you know, the boots and all that stuff. So I still have the catalog from that, which is, which is fairly cool. But I went there hmm. once and it was fucking terrifying. So was it? Yeah. Were you was. were you young? Uh, well, no, I was probably eighteen, uh, eighteen, nineteen, or something. But being from, see, it was very tribal, very football oriented. So being from mm. Liverpool and taking the train down to go to a shop in South London where there was just a bunch of skinheads standing around outside, it was. Uh, you were running the gauntlet walking from the tube station to the uh, to the shop. It was. Mm. It was a little, yeah, a little terrifying. You weren't wearing like your Manchester jersey or something, no, right? I was, I was not, no, no, I was not. I was not wearing anything. And the thing they catch you out with, they'll ask you if you know what time it is. And once they get your accent, then you're in trouble. So you always have to mm. like, put on an accent or something, or you know, do some uh, run the other way immediately. <laughs> Those silly cockneys. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that happened all over England. It was it was very tribal and very city based, which was interesting. But anyway, why did you ask me about the last resort? 
I don't know. I just I've been I've been going down like an old oi rabbit hole, and that was a, one of them that I really hadn't listened to. I knew who they were, obviously, but mm-hmm. I went back and listened to them, and I did enjoy that album quite a bit. So I might pick that up. So I was I was like I said I'm. Been... Well, like I said, the the, the the new album like just came out like last week or something, and uh, mm. I, I'm and <laughs> you were just mentioning Loris. Loris plays guitar for him now. Yeah, he had. I think he has been for quite a while. What he's in he's in he's in every band, dude. He literally he is. He pretty much is. That's true. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because he put out his first like solo album this year, and I am not super into it. I gotta say. Uh no, it's isn't it like acoustic stuff or something? Yeah, it's just it's a little. It, I don't know. It reminds me like what, like if you're in a three piece band, and your drummer doesn't show up, and you're like, ah, oh, we'll just record anyway. You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. And they, they he does some stuff. I mean, it's not bad. The songs are decent. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It doesn't do a, doesn't do a ton for me. I, I might have to go back and revisit it. Maybe I'm missing something. But I, I must say, I, I'm not really familiar with his entire body of work. I mean, I know the old firm casuals who I do like actually, um, and I know a couple of his other things. But um, you have, you have the bastards. Yeah, when he did that thing with the bastards, when he was doing almost like a motorhead thing. I might have a record or two of theirs. Yeah, I think they put out two albums. Oh. I, I've got both of them. The first one was much better than the second one. But uh, mm. he's playing here. He's playing at Reggie's on in April. I saw that. So I was. Has he got a full band or whatever? I was thinking about going. It's the Two Victory Store tour, and he's got a comedian warming up for him. Now, what is that about? Tom, are you still there? I am. Oh. Can you hear me? I can. Holy shit! Did you drop? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, you okay? Well, you're there now, anyway. So anyway, he's got a comedian. It says comedian. But, but you were saying the comedian thing. Here's here's the thing, dude. If you're doing the acoustic thing, you don't want some loud punk band play before you, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess. So you I, have a comedian. I make it. I mean, I guess it's Joe Sib. He does side one dummy records, right? Oh, oh I, 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 I sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know. Yeah, I, side one dummy was huge for a while. Yeah, it just the whole thing just seems very strange. Um. Huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, Joseph. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Mm. I don't. I think I'm going to give that one a miss personally. Uh, but there you go. But yeah, he's playing Reggie's. Talking about Reggie's, I've got the Meteors coming up on Monday. Uh, Saturday, I mean. The Meteors are playing we'll Reggie's see, I'll be on curious Saturday. To, curious to see how that goes. Yeah, me With too. Chicago in full fascist mode. Lockdown mode. We'll see. Oh yeah, for my birthday. Uh, so my birthday was Tuesday. That's right. Your birthday was yesterday. Now or two days ago. Yep. And no, yesterday. Uh, yeah, and it was the first day back at work. So I actually celebrated it on Monday when we were off work. So uh, we drove downtown Chicago and went to one of my favorite like English style pubs. Um, and January third, Chicago had gone into full Nazi lockdown mode. So we had to show proof of vaccination and an id to get in and this was just to get in a restaurant at lunchtime mm. so it was not it didn't it didn't give me a warm fuzzy feeling mm. yeah so well yeah we'll, we'll see man it's gonna be an interesting couple of they say this thing is supposed to peak in mid-january so we shall see well the funny thing and is, once again the thing with the omicron is not killing people I understand that it could be taxing the health system, and there's some other issues, but it's just not killing people. Well, yeah, this I mean, is the this is the one we wanted. This is the one that'll build the final immunity for everybody. But 
Ugh, we should have we've drugged this process out. We just keep dragging this process out and we're gonna make it last years and years. Ultimately everybody's either gonna get this thing or die from this thing or you know, it's just let's just do it. Well I wanted to get out there and die. You just reminded me of that. I wanted to talk about that a second because when I was looking at some people's end of year lists and stuff, you know, top twenties, interested to see what they put on there. And I saw one person and yeah, she's younger. And she said sure. something about she hasn't been all of 2021. She didn't go out to any gigs and she didn't meet any friends. And that just blows my fucking mind that you would Sad, allow yeah. this. Sad. I mean, un, I mean, unless unless you have some bad comorbidity uh, that is, you know, that, that is causing or, or you to stay in. Or you, I mean, I get it if you live with your grandparents or something or you've got some other reason to be exceptionally cautious right but i've heard of other people too it's like and they're frightened to go out and it doesn't make any sense the, the longer this goes on neil the more angry i get about the fact that we're ruining our kids lives to protect you know two percent the two percent of 80 year olds that are gonna die from this thing it's well, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not even so it's not even two percent and i don't mean to sound like it's like i'm not i'm not making this out to be a big deal but you can't let this ruin your life or run your life i mean like no. like you said the omnicron thing pretty much everybody that you talk to who's had it well they had mild symptoms mild symptoms and even the even the experts are saying you know eventually this thing's gonna become like you know it's just gonna be like the flu or we're gonna it's gonna be treated like the flu well let's get to it already what are we doing here yeah i I, mean, I don't that, know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated by the whole thing. That's I, I, one of the reasons, Tom, why you probably saw on the Facebook group, I made a list of all the bands I went to see last year because I kind of yeah. wanted to make a point that there is nothing to be – go out there. It's fine. You don't need yeah, to be Yeah, Neil's older petrified. than all of you. Yes, I Neil's am. Neil's older than all of you. <laughs> I'm a year older now yes. even. You know, I'm just – Exactly. I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost Charlie Harper's age. You don't need to I be – I saw you got a lot, of nice, a lot of nice birthday wishes from people in our group, which I is I did. Nice. Yeah, that was, that was very, very nice. Um, they see you as – they see you as their sexy grandfather. <laughs> That's nice. It'd be nice if the if it wasn't all men, it would be better. Yeah. If our group wasn't ninety eight percent dudes, yeah, yeah, it would, that would be much better. Yeah, see me as your sexy grandfather, please, uh, young ladies. Um, but yeah, that just that just drove me insane. It's like, why are you purposefully staying in and not meeting friends or not going to shows? There, it does seem oh. like it does seem like it's really tapped into a lot of people who uh, are just. They are just scared, like are naturally inclined to be scared. And it's sort of disappointing, but ultimately, you know, uh, people got to make their own decisions, but, uh, well, no, apparently they're, they're letting CNN make the decisions for them. Apparently or something, I guess. And yeah. yeah and, I, and don't accuse me of, of letting Fox news make mine. Cause I don't watch it, but I just, I just, I, I can see and I can read and I see what's going on here. And, the fact of the matter is the sky isn't falling, people. As a matter of fact, this thing really is – the fact that they know that nobody's really dying from this new variant and that eventually we're going to treat it like the flu. Why are we doubling down on the crap that didn't work particularly well before? I just – I'm beside myself. Well, maybe, yeah, I mean, again, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not a doctor, but neither are most of you, so, you well, know. Well, it's it's just setting a terrible precedent because what's going to happen next? Yep. When, when there's a mumps epidemic next year, do, is everyone going to stay in because they don't want to get the mumps? I mean, what, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where this ends. Well, you know, you what know, I, mean? you know I, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, driving around Chicago, the amount of COVID nineteen testing locations—it is insane. Oh Every street has one. Too. But the other thing too, I don't really get. Like I said, unless you have somebody who, unless you have a reason to be to be worried about it, 
when it gets to the point now where it's like, well, how to tell, you know, you read the New York Times, how to tell the difference between a cold and the Omicron variant. It's like, if my symptoms are sniffles, I don't give a crap. Right. <laughs> Why would I care right. when it gets to that point? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, when, again, when, don't when, be... when they were saying some of the symptoms, I'm like, man, I have those every day. I've had those every day for the last 10 years. <laughs> well, like I said, once again, I know we're making, I know some people are going to get angry when they hear this. And, oh, you're not taking this seriously enough, but I, I, I think we've taken it far too seriously for far too long. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway. And, and that being said, like I said, my, my, my mom and dad's neighbor was a year younger than me and he died of it. I know, I know people are dying from it. I, I, I don't, I don't. I don't think it's fake or anything like that, but I don't think our reaction to it is is you know appropriate at this point. But yeah, all I would say is how many people die of cancer, how many people die of heart attacks, and you know We're, all that Neil, stuff every year. Because feel, I'm never going to feel comfortable going to a show again until death is cured. <laughs> yeah, that dude, that is basically the bottom line. That seems to be what a lot of people are saying. Is that is that you know? Yeah. I mean, if like, there's any threat like to my life at all, I'm not ever. going out ever again. Yeah, exactly. All right, listen. Play another song before we get before we get ourselves in trouble here. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to play, talking about heart attacks, I'm going to play a song by uh, one of the albums I got at Christmas. It is the, um, what's it called? It's, um, the, uh, it's a compilation album by the Exploding Hearts uh, called Shattered, which I did not have. Okay. And this is... So they put out one LP during yep. their lifetime, and then this was like everything else. Uh yeah so yeah and then as you know there was a there was a there was a bus crash and three of the four of them yep. died very very sad and um so this was a compilation afterwards and this is a version of their song Modern Kicks so exploding hearts with modern kicks <laughs> She says, I don't care. 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 I don
Exploding Hearts there from the Pacific Northwest. That's a man I need to check out. I've never kicks. Fantastic. Never gotten into. Fantastic. I need to check them out. Yeah. Well, luckily you don't have very much stuff to catch up on, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just those two albums. Right? So uh, yeah, just the two so, albums. So I've been doing a new segment, which I've been enjoying doing, and it's it's fun, and and I encourage people to send me stuff, send it to our email, or send it to our put it on our Facebook page or whatever. I've been doing a segment, Neil, called Best of Spam. Best of Spam. Because it's gotten very hard to tell the difference between people who are actual listeners and people who aren't. And I think most of the 90% of the mail we get now, as far as wanting to display their band, is probably not necessarily fans. It's just people who are trying to get a little exposure for their bands. Right. Which I don't blame them. But it's, you know, I don't feel particularly obligated to help them in that regard either, unless I actually like the band. So, so I've been playing my playing best of spam. So I'm actually going to do a, a slight variation on that occasionally going forward. Okay. And I don't really have a good name for it. I think my name for it actually kind of sucks, <laughs> but I think I'm going to call it best of friends. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. That's very emo <laughs> of you. Very emo. Emo Tom. Well, because the, the fact of the matter is some of these people we do know are regular listeners. Some of these people have been around since the beginning, and I want to treat those people a little differently than just some publicist who uh, sends us some stuff and hopes that we play it. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yes, sir. So our so my first so my first best of friends feature and your uh, the name it, it sucks, dude. If you can come up with a better name, I'll change it. I swear. Okay. But anyway, this so the first band I want to actually feature and and want to talk about the band a little bit. What I know, which is very little. Um. And and for this feature, we're gonna play two songs instead of one. So there's your there's your bonus. But the first band I want to talk about is a band called Year Zero. And I think so. Chris is a regular listener of ours. Yep, from the UK. And he and he is yes, he's from the UK. And it's funny, I'm gonna say because I don't even know where in the where in the UK this band's from. Do you, Neil? Are they from are they London area? Um, I don't remember to be honest. I think no, I think they're from Birmingham way. I think I think because he was on he was on a 100 episode, right, Chris? He Hodgkins. was. He was on yeah. our 100th episode. Yeah, I think he's from Birmingham. And he plays, yeah, he plays bass in a band called Year Zero. And I, I believe we I believe we've played a Year Zero track in the past, though I'm not positive we, because um, I can't Well, let me look that up real we, fast. But I think we have on Listen to Bands. I think we have. But they put out a they put out a new album this year. Um, and he was nice enough uh, to send me one all the way from the UK, which was amazing because I think I got it faster than I would have if Neil would have sent it from Chicago from 180 miles away. But... Uh, so he thinks they're from Birmingham, but he's looking it up. But yeah, the, the bass player's name is Chris Hodgkins, and he's a pal of ours. And these guys do a classic, like I would call like '78 style punk. You know, is that is that is that? W- w- I think they that's remind accurate. me of. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, remind me a little bit of like you know the Sham '69s, the Cockney Rejects kind of thing. Uh, but you know, it's, it's older dudes and. The thing I will say about these guys is they seem to get the most killer opening gigs. They are they are opening because, up for some they are opening up for some classic bands at the moment. Because I saw dude. they opened for Theater of Hate. Did yep. they open for like Sham sixty nine? Um, yeah, they opened up for uh, no. They they were going to open up for the Cockney Rejects, I think. Or oh, they Cockney did Rejects, open up okay. for the Cockney Rejects. Yeah, and they like and I know the they, they're in the spring. They're playing. Uh, you know, if all goes well, if COVID and all that, they're supposed to play with the Queers. That's in the right spring. in the UK. So, yep. Yeah. Um, we we actually did so, play them before in episode sixty seven, which must have been one of our listener bands episode. We played a song song called Heart Shaped Bullets from a year zero. Okay, yeah, I think that was from their first album. This is their second. Yep. So I'm I picked two songs. Now what's the album called? The, 
The album is called. Oh crap! Now you're killing me, Neil. <laughs> you're supposed to be prepared. What are you doing? I you told you I wasn't prepared. Preparation <laughs> is not really my thing. Preparation H, Tom. Prepare. That's what you need. Boy, that's really bad because you know, because it, it's not on Spotify yet. Their first album is on Spotify. Ah. So. Oh, let me go. I have I have all my CDs out, Neil. Let me get. Let me, hold up. Hold up. I can check. I can check the email. Entertain the so. masses. Entertain the ma- That's what it's called. Entertain the masses for a second. Oh, no, you, no, I thought you, I thought you meant that's what the album was called. It was called Entertain the Masses. Uh, but it, no, Tom is uh, Tom wants me to entertain the the masses. So I'm actually looking it up to uh, see if I can see it. Uh, no, uh, he did not. He sent us some songs, but he did not put the name of the album on there. Only the names of the songs. So. Hopefully Tom can find it, but uh, yeah, hope you guys didn't get upset by my rant there about COVID, but I just thought that was so strange that someone would have not gone out for all of 2021. All right, Neil, did you figure out COVID. anything intelligent to say while I was gone? Oh, I was incredibly intelligent like I always am. Just mumbling, mumbling under your breath. Basically. It's called Bra- Brace for Impact is the name of the album. And it has a gr- – dude, it has a, a great – um, sleeve. Now, do you know what what those people are on the sleeve of the album? I have no idea. It okay. must be an English thing. It is. Those are the famous Teddy Boys, who you might have heard of before. So hmm. those are. I've heard the term. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the first youth gangs, um, all music based youth gangs. So those were like the original rock and roll dudes. Um, so oh, the nice. drape coats and the creepers and the and the uh, quiffs or pompadours, whatever you want to call them. So those were the guys that would fight the punks back in '76 and '77, because they were mainly older hmm. guys and um, very, very, um, very stylized. And uh, I actually love the style, and I love that album. I love that photograph. I think it's fucking fantastic. Like, you know, I well, think... excellent. Yes. So I'll tell you what. So we're gonna play two songs. We're gonna play "Ruin My Town," which is the opening track. Yep. And then we're gonna play "Trauma Doll," okay. which I assume is about me. <laughs> or maybe you, you, not. You and your anyway. you and your sex doll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I uh, I just picked a couple of my favorite songs off of there, and. Uh, Okay. So anyway, I think we'll probably we'll probably end with this, Neil. Let's okay. let's end with these two songs. Okay. So we're gonna play um, out with these. Okay. Yeah. But be, best of luck to Chris and the rest of the fellas, and uh, you know, hopefully one day we can get down Birmingham way and watch them play. Yeah, that would be very um, cool. Or they can come over here but, and play punk rock bowling or something. That would be cool. While I was digging to find the CD, my wife said it's dinner time. You better wrap this thing up. Well, there so, you go. So the truth has been spoken. But anyway. <laughs> That the, boss, the boss has spoken. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Soup's getting cold, as they say. Yep. But yeah. All right. So. Uh... So yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. You yep. know. Uh, this anyway. Once again, this is Year Zero. Room in my town and trauma doll. Yep. So uh, thanks. So for check listening. them out if you're down. If you're what Birmingham's in the north, right? Uh, it's kind of right in the middle. Right in the middle. Well, yep. if you're in Birmingham, if you're right in the middle. Be sure to check these guys out and tell yeah. them the Punk Die Die Crew sent you. Yeah, go see them. Go see them. Some of their warm up gigs because they're warming up for some great bands, like I say. And it's uh, funny. It's like for like an old man band, that would be my dream. Just like to get all the cool opening gigs, right? Oh, Because you're not sure. going to tour or anything at that age. You know, you're just you're, you're probably not going to go on tour. So just yeah, get all the cool opening gigs. And you're getting a decent crowd. 
You know, you're not playing Pretty to much. a high-fm pub or whatever. That would be fantastic. You play, you're playing early so you can get schnockered afterwards while the big bands play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and hang out with them backstage, right? These people that exactly. used to be heroes or whatever, yeah. And find exactly. out what assholes they are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be treated poorly by them. Yes. Anyway, all right. Check out Year Zero, and thanks for listening. Write us up, write us in, and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Write us or don't write us or... Keep a I little, keep a little slate in your heart, and uh, stay That's free, right. everybody. Slate. Yeah, smell you later. Smell you later.
Becoming my 